Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boche, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Equipping ELLs podcast. We are right in the middle of a series called Small Steps to Success for ELLs, and this series is really encouraging everybody in the school to have the conviction to take the steps to really help support the English language learners in your school. It's not just about the ESL teacher doing their job, but it's about the homeroom teacher, the staff that works in the cafeteria, the front secretary, the administration, everybody can get involved to take small steps and you will see a change happen in your school. You will see a change in the environment. You will see a change in the attitude. You will see a change in the mindset of the teachers, of the staff, of the families, of the students. It really can have a ripple effect that's going to change these students' futures. So it's something that I'm really passionate about is to help you break it down because it can feel very overwhelming sometimes to know which step to take, where to go. But all I want you to do is to take one step forward this week to find one area that you can improve on that's doing a better job to help support the English language learners in your school. Today, we are going to be talking about the role of paraprofessionals and how they can really play an integral role in how they help support ELLs and show up for them. So a huge shout out to our paraprofessionals. You are a vital piece of the school and a huge part of, of just different ways that those students can find success. So today let's hit on five different ways you are able to do that. Now, my first job out of school, out of college was actually as a paraprofessional. I knew from first grade that I wanted to be a teacher 
I did everything all of, through going through elementary school and high school. I volunteered at the elementary school and college. I got my degree in elementary, could teach K through nine um, with a variety of different endorsements. And when I got out of college, 2008, there were no jobs available. In the district that I was in, the area, I was in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, and it was very difficult to get a job. For every one or two positions, there'd be thousands of applicants. And I wasn't prepared for this. I wasn't ready for not getting a job because this was something that I wanted my entire life was to be a teacher. But after the school year started, I thankfully was able to get in the door by taking a paraprofessional position. It was a first and second grade special ed class, and the majority of the students were English language learners. They were learning, you know, second language was English or maybe their third language. We had a variety of students. It was an incredible opportunity. And I am so, so thankful that I was able to walk into this position first and really get some experience in the school because we all know that theory and what you learn in college really <laughs> is not the same as experience. And so there was so much I learned. I had an incredible teacher that I worked with that had years of experience, and it was really foundational for me in my journey of becoming a teacher. But that first year and a half, I was a paraprofessional, and I supported the students in the classroom, as well as went and pushed into the classroom with the students to help support them in the mainstream classroom. So I have a lot of experience taking on this role as a paraprofessional. And so that's why I want to speak to you today because there are a lot of areas that you can be such a valuable asset to the homeroom teachers, to the building, and most importantly, to the English language learners that you're working with. So let's dive in and talk about five different ways you can help support ELLs as a paraprofessional. As a paraprofessional, at least in my situation, when I was a paraprofessional, I was able to show up when school started and I was able to leave when school ended. And so during my contract time, my contractual hours, that's when I really was there to pour into the students, to help the teachers however I could, to do what my role was. And so you really have a focused time where that's your purpose. You're supposed to pour into those students. You're supposed to help support the teachers. And that's awesome. You don't have a lot of those extra things that can really weigh down and, and sometimes take up so much of the teacher's time. And so that's why I want to encourage you. You have an awesome opportunity to connect with the students in ways that homeroom teachers and ESL teachers just don't. They can't, they don't have that capacity, they don't have that time. So the first and most important, in my opinion, way that a paraprofessional can help support ELLs in the school is to build those connections and the relationships outside of the classroom. So this is an area that, you know, we know that a lot of bullying happens during those transition times, during those unstructured times, like in the cafeteria, in the hallway, at recess. As a paraprofessional, I had to do recess duty. I had to do lunch duty. I had to be at bus duty. So a lot of those transition times, I was there. I was able to see the situations that were happening. I was able to be on alert for the newcomers who might be lost and not know where they're supposed to be going next and help guide them. I was able to connect with some of the students. A lot of our students were Spanish speaking and I was, I knew Spanish. So I was able to have conversations with them in their native language out on the playground and get to know them in a different way than the homeroom teacher or the ESL teacher might've had the time and capacity. And so use those opportunities to really get to know the students, to be that person that's outside of the classroom that they can trust, that they know 
that you are for them, that you are a a smiling face in the hallway when maybe they need some extra help, or maybe they're they forgot their lunch and they don't know how to say that, or maybe they're feeling stressed because they went through the hot lunch line and they're they didn't have enough money in their account and they're not sure how to what what the cafeteria worker is saying to them. There's so many areas that can be very stressful for newcomers and for our ELLs. So you can be that extra set of eyes, that extra help in those areas that can be really stressful. And I think that that is an absolutely powerful place to be. So be on the lookout for those ways that you can make connections. You can get to know them if you speak their same language, getting to know them using their native language is really powerful. It also helps you to be able to go back and share this information with the homeroom teachers, with the ESL teacher, giving them some more background and insight that they might not have the time to get to do that. I know when I was a paraprofessional, like I said, I was in a first and second grade special needs classroom and we had about 11 students So I had a lot of time to get to talk to them, to get to learn all about them, to get to learn things that they really enjoyed, things that would light them up, things that they didn't enjoy, things that would really shut them down. And then when I would go and push in with these students into the homeroom classroom, I was able to give the homeroom teachers that insight, you know, saying this student really is going to shut down if you put him on the spot. Or I remember there was a set of triplets in our first and second grade classroom. And two of the kids were in our in our classroom. And one of the triplets was at a different school because he had a more severe disability and needed more support. But the homeroom teachers might not have known that. They might not have known, hey, these are actually triplets. So giving that background information, giving that what's the home life look like helps the teachers know how to support these students, helps to know what's going on in home. Oh, there's actually another brother that I wouldn't have known if, you know, the paraprofessional didn't provide this information for me. And that that's important information. And so it really just helps. You can kind of be that advocate for the, the students because you have a little bit more time. You're in a lot of those areas that you can have more time to connect and talk about life, get to know them. And you can be that person that gets to go back and share some of that insight that can be really valuable to help the homeroom teacher, the ESL teacher connect in deeper ways with those students. So your main role, I feel, and and one that's the most important is to really build and connect with the students, especially in those areas and times that can be very stressful um, in those transition times. So be on the lookout for different ways that you can go deeper and build relationships with those students. So the second way is by keeping them on track. As you're in the homeroom classroom and supporting them, you can be walking around and just having that cognition, hey, okay, we're on math page 82. Let me go and check in real quick with my newcomers or my level one and two students and make sure that they are on the right page. Because how often do you know if a student doesn't get there in time, especially with our ELL students, how quickly they can get lost in a lesson if they miss that initial introduction. So if it's taking them a few minutes to get set up, to get on the right page, and the teacher's already halfway through the lesson, it's really hard for an ELL student to just pick up and track with where that teacher's going. So we want to make sure that we're checking in as a paraprofessional, go around, do a quick check. Okay. Yep. They're on the right page. Another way is also taking that material and explaining it again. So 
you listen in as the teacher's teaching. And then when you have a chance or when it's, you know, time for the students to work independently, go and reteach it, go and rephrase it, break it down a little bit, maybe give them some, if you, if you know that students native language, give them some of those words in that native language, check in on understanding, asking them questions. Don't just ask them yes, no questions. Don't just say, Oh, did you understand what the teacher said? Most students are going to say yes. Most people are going to say yes, because I'm going to tell you, even here, as I live abroad, I will usually say yes. If someone asks me, oh, do you understand what I said? I usually say yes, even if I don't understand, because we all are prideful and, and we want, we don't like to admit when we don't understand. So ask them specific open-ended questions. That's going to help you to know if they did understand the material, or it's going to give you an opportunity, like I said, to reteach the material, to explain it in a simpler way. So that's a great role for you to be almost a co-teacher to the teacher, to take in the material that they're teaching, and then to be able to reteach it if you need to, to explain it a little further, ask some open-ended questions, you know, ask about some of the vocabulary that was introduced. If they don't understand it, see if you can look it up in their, in their native language or give them an explanation of what it is. Give them, maybe you can pull up a visual. All of those things are amazing ways that you can help support the ELLs in the classroom. Another way is to, in the moment, be able to quickly provide some scaffolds and supports. So taking that a step further, you know, you want to make sure you're going around keeping them on track. And these are conversations that you want to have with your cooperating teacher. You want to make sure that you are, you know, respecting the way that she wants the classroom or he wants the classroom to be running. And then how can you fit into that? So if that teacher doesn't want you to be talking as she's talking, you know, maybe you can ask to pull a small group and then help reteach things or re-explain things. Or maybe you, you pull small groups. Maybe one day you say, okay, let me, can I work with the level two students? And as she's teaching, you can be providing some scaffolds. Um, so maybe you want to provide a word bank. You want to write down some of the words that she's teaching, or maybe as she's teaching and you're working with this group, you want to pull up some of the vocabulary through pictures, or maybe a short video that you can show once the teacher is done teaching. Those are ways that you can provide scaffold. So as a paraprofessional, especially if you're a paraprofessional that is looking to get a full-time job. When I was teaching, that was my end goal was to become a classroom teacher, along with many of the other paraprofessionals I worked with. That was a starting point for us. So if you can show, hey, I am already working on scaffolding of differentiating materials, that is going to be a huge benefit to your classroom, to your school. Find two or three scaffolds that you can begin to use and just have those in your back pocket ready to use those. Maybe you provide them a sentence frame. And so as you're listening to the teacher, and these things aren't things you have to prepare beforehand, but that's what I want to encourage you. Start to build up this toolbox so that as you go into the classrooms, you already have this in your back pocket. If you are walking around and you're helping support and you see the teacher is talking um, you know, about a new content unit, maybe you can quickly write in a piece of paper, a sentence frame, and hand it to one of the students that you know would benefit from that extra support. Maybe you want to just write down three or four of the words that the teacher has been using frequently and writing that and putting it on a student's desk so that they can be reminded of some of those words that can help them to track with what the teacher's teaching. You don't have to do a lot of prep work beforehand. These are things that you can do as the teacher's 
teaching and you're supporting, but having them in your back pocket to go to is going to be really helpful for you. You also might be able to be used to help model expectations. So you are supposed to be using academic language. How can you come and maybe with a partner group model what that looks like? Take in what the teacher's teaching and then be ready to use that as you work with the students, breaking it down, breaking down the language and modeling what that looks like. All right, number four, an amazing way that paraprofessionals can help support ELLs is by working with a small group. Go in and ask the teacher you're working with. If you feel comfortable working with a small group, go and ask them and say, hey, can you pull some resources for me that I can do with a small group? I've been going in and helping with my daughter's school and I'm doing some high frequency words activities because it's something that can easily be done in 30 minutes. It's not a lot of prep work and there's a lot of great results from just doing 30 minutes of high frequency words. Go in. What's something you're interested in? What's something that you feel excited about to teach your students? Maybe they can have you work with a newcomer group. If you need very scripted newcomer lessons that have all the material, so there's no prep work on your end, and we have, we'll post them in the show notes that everything you need for your newcomers bundle is a great place to start. You can just show up and you can help support the students that are learning English right in the classroom. So be open to different ideas and different ways, having those conversations with the cooperating teacher of how you can really come alongside and help support the students in the classroom. Come up with new ideas, take initiative. The teachers are going to be really thankful that you are taking that step forward and say, Hey, I think I could really run a small group and maybe I can work on some vocabulary with the newcomers that you have in your class. When I was in teaching in Chicago, we had one paraprofessional for half an hour, I think once a day for all second grades, which we had five second grade classrooms. So really there wasn't a lot of time that I had a paraprofessional in my classroom. So having those conversations with the team of teachers and saying, here's the time I have with you. How can I best be used? Because there's a lot of ways, you know, even if we had our paraprofessional pull a small group of kids from three of the classrooms so that all of the, that group of kids could benefit from that teacher's lessons. So really think outside the box here on how you can best be used with your time. Have those conversations with the teachers and show up ready to take initiative. And then the last way that you can really help support ELLs is if you speak the same language, you can really help to translate in conferences, translate for parent phone calls, translate to help make connections with the parents or just connect with the students. Like I said earlier, you know, during those times where it's appropriate to be using the native language, use it, get to know them out at the playground, get to know them, talk to them in their native language. If you do speak the same language, maybe you don't speak the native language of that student, but if you have an iPad with you and you can pull up Google translate, have that conversation with the cooperating teacher and say, when is it okay for me to help connect with the student using Google Translate? Be open to those opportunities because we've talked a lot about this on this podcast of just really creating that space for students to feel welcomed. And even if you take one lesson and you let the student use that native, their native language to under, understand, to share out through, you know, a translating device, that's going to help them get engaged with the lessons. It's going to help them feel welcomed. It's going to help them feel that they're being valued and not 
put down because they aren't proficient in English yet. So paraprofessionals, you have an amazing opportunity to use a device, or if you speak the same language, connect with the ELL students and the parents through their native language. It's so important. And we need to really find ways that we can naturally incorporate this into our lessons, into our classrooms, and into our schools. So paraprofessionals, I hope that you're coming away from today's episode feeling excited about all the opportunities you have to help ELs succeed. Again, take those steps. Find one way this week that you can make a connection with a student outside of the classroom or maybe give some insight into homeroom and ESL teachers about the students that you are working with. Taking initiative on some ways that you can help support the ELLs in the classroom as you're pushing in. Whatever the way, just take some small steps to help support ELLs in your school. I'd love to hear some different ideas that you have, some different ways that you are taking those small steps. Send me a message on Instagram and let's connect. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done for you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.